Hey, thanks for listening. It's the BS all sponsored by Sky River Casino, Elk Grove. Give it a twirl, would you? My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There is Nelson. Six years ago today, we lost, again, in my opinion, one of the best front men in the business. That'd be Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park, Great Days, Stone Temple Pilots. He thought he did a great job there. And over the years, I've been uh, lucky enough to develop what I'd like to say a friendship with uh, Chester's first wife, which would be Samantha Bennington. And usually around this time, we we have a conversation for the for the masses uh, to not only uh, celebrate the life of of Chester, but also bring attention to what you can do or should do if maybe you're finding yourself in a dark spot. Right. Uh, it's always good to to have as much information as many resources as possible. Samantha, how are you? I'm okay. How are you guys? Nice to talk to you again. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I know you, you got things to do tonight, and we always seem to, around this time, chit-chat, uh, of course, about Chester and what I know. We talked a couple months ago on text because uh, Draven's coming into his own and doing his thing, right? Yes, no. that's right. Thank you. Yeah, how are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Um, So even six years removed... It's still you wake up and it's kind of like Groundhog Day, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. We actually refer to Groundhog Day quite often when it's regarding this day. Um, This week has been actually the last two weeks, right after Fourth of July has, you know, July is always difficult for us, but this year has been particularly extremely hard for Draven and I. Um, My niece passed away Mm. um, on July 5th. Then we have, you know, Chester's six-year date was coming up today. And right after my niece, um, Draven lost one of his best friends in a motorcycle crash on PCH. So for some reason... um, this July is a little heavier for the, us, and I didn't know that that was even possible. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear about all of that. That's, that's well, horrible. Thank you. My, the reason why I brought it up, Jason, I didn't want to, like, depress anyone out there, but during all of this and as a life coach and as someone who likes to think the glass is half full and for all the listeners out there to who are grieving, um, whether it's a friend or a family member, immediate family or a stranger. I mean, through this pandemic, I think so many of us have lost so many loved ones or have heard loved ones or friends suffering from their losses. And there was something that I really wanted to share with you today that has been helping me. Um, And I just ran across it in this last week and a half, and it's called growing up in heaven and let me look on my phone because I put it in my audibles. Um, This book touches base regarding soul groups and soulmates and parents who lost their children or anybody that's lost a loved one. And it's a different perspective. It's more spiritual based and religious based, but it's from a medium, a famous medium. And, um, he is quite incredible, and I believe his name is James 
uh, Growing Up in Heaven, and it's called James Van Prague, P-R-A-A-G-H. And it's been helping me. I've been listening to it ever since my niece passed away um, on July 5th, and I've been applying it to my grandparents, Chester, friends, you know, um, that we've lost along the way. And even I've been sharing it with parents who have lost their children or people who are grieving um, in our community. And I'm running into them left and right because this has been a lot going on in these last two weeks for us. I'm so sure. I'm hoping that, you know, anyone who's grieving Chester or grieving a loved one, this brings some type of peace because, I just said to Draven the other day, I said, babe, please just go buy this, listen to it here and there. Um, don't turn it off, you know, tur- you know, listen to it when the time is right for you. Another thing that I think has helped us at the six-year mark um, is that for the survivors who are left when our loved ones leave us, it, it's hard. We're the ones that have the memories. We're missing them. We're missing and and we're we're stuck here, and we're missing them there in their other realm, and and we're the ones who are having this human experience, and so we kind of suffer with that. And the thing is that I want to tell everyone is please don't suffer, because that is not what your loved one would want. I know for a fact, in my heart to hearts and my soul, that Chester would want Draven to thrive, and get married and have children and, and do all the things in life that his, you know, soulful and spiritual journey and his human experience needs to continue. So, you know, that's been the biggest thing is giving ourselves permission to live and giving ourselves permission to love and giving ourselves permission to be happy because that doesn't mean we don't miss and that doesn't mean we stop loving or, it doesn't mean we stop hurting the law, you know, and we still miss and we love, but we have to still live. We're still human beings here on this earth having this human experience and we still have our own soul purposes in life. Right. Yeah. I, I saw a video and I'd not, I've never seen this video before. This was a few days ago and I'm assuming it was, Chester. Well, I know it was Chester, but it, I'm assuming he was with Draven. I'm guessing. I, I don't know, but it was 36 hours before, and I'd never seen that video before. And it's like you know, in, in, in anybody's situation that takes their own life, you go like the last picture or the last video. Like, how did they look so happy? They didn't look like they were in that state of mind. And this video of Chester, it's just so hard to believe that 36 hours later he would be gone. You know what video I'm talking about, Samantha? I do not, and um, I, I don't know. You, I, If you want to send it to me, I can tell yeah, you who is or validate that, you know, after. And I'm sorry I couldn't do that before this call. Um, no, I don't know. I just, you know... We're part of this conspiracy theory, right? Uh, the Benningtons are now part of the Kurt Cobain saga, the Chris Cornell saga, and now the Chester Bennington saga. Half the world, I think, has one opinion, and the other half has another opinion. So in all honesty, I am very troubled with the fact that he took his own life. I don't believe it. Right. I just I don't believe it, and um, there's just... 
too many holes in the story. It's like a piece of Swiss cheese. I have a million and one questions for everybody and anybody, you know, Um, and I don't know if we'll ever get the answers, but I pray to God that we do. And we're trying as a family so desperately to get those answers. I mean, my son is now 21 and he's been wanting to find out answers for his father's passing since the day he passed. And as the ex-wife, I don't have a lot of power or control or any ties like that. I'm the first wife, right? So my son wanted to research what happened with his father's passing. And at 18, you know, I I just, he was just so young. I'm like, we're going to do this with you. The whole family, we're not giving up, but we, you know, there's laws and there's certain ways to go about things. You don't want to be accusatory towards anybody. That would be horrible. We don't need to make one horrific situation into another. Um, I know that my son, this is near and dear to his heart, and how could it not be? It's near and dear to my heart. So our family is going to continue to try to find answers for ourselves, for the fans, for the world, for Chester. Has he gotten I mean, any answers? Has he found anything that, that, that helped him? You know, we found out that there's things that aren't right, and so we're going to pursue and, and push further and hopefully, you know, with a private investigator and with detectives, maybe we can get more answers out of the police department and the coroner's office. We've found that they have been quite inconsistent. So I have more questions for the police and um, the coroner's office than I do anyone right now, according to a lot of um, information that we have from a private investigator, Cece Woods. She's working on the second article as we speak. Mm. So it's going to be interesting, um, and hopefully we get answers because that's how we heal. Yeah, did you ever sit down with, like, the rest of the guys in the band and, you know, see where their head's at and what what they think? And, you know, like, do they they believe what you believe, or or, or are they with you and trying to find answers, or are they just moving (laughs) on with their lives? I'm not quite sure. You know, I would never want to speak for anyone how they feel. I just... (laughs) This is all I can say to everyone. Um, All I know is that, no, I have not sat down with any of the bands. I have spoken to a member or several members in all the bands that he's been in, including Dead by Sunrise. Mm -hmm. Um, I have relations with somebody in each band that I can talk to, but no, we have not done that. Um, All I know is that the day when he passed, Shortly after, Draven and I fled Los Angeles to make sure we were safe. And I know that Johan moved, but I'm not sure if he moved because of this or were those plans already in the works. So, um, you know, all I know is that when he passed away, I would have expected this if it was like an overdose or something maybe six years prior. I was maybe, I guess I would expect or I was praying all the time, I would tell Dione, I would go out to lunch with Pennywise's old manager back in the day. We were very dear friends. He works with Avenged Sevenfold now. And Dione that I used to have lunch with him all the time. And I would always be so worried. And I would tell him, God, I really, you know, I just hope I don't get this phone call. Kind of like we got the phone call when Scott Weiland passed. Mm-hmm. I always kind of thought that I would get that phone call. But then when he got clean and sober and was, 
working out all the time and was so stable and we were in co-parent counseling around the clock. I mean, with Draven when he was younger, we were in separate counseling. We were in uh, um, a co-parent counseling, so divorce counseling and co-parent counseling. And then Draven was in counseling as well. So then there were, we got to that point and I was like, oh my God, we made it. He's clean and sober and strong. And I saw, I saw him talking about his addiction and his dark on a video recently as well um, about talking about his dark thoughts. And he was so articulate and it was really near, I believe it was near the time that he passed. And I thought, wow, for him to be so articulate Mm. and for all of this, you know, for him to be sharing like this, that's when you know they're well. You don't openly talk and and share all of your trials and tribulations when you're when you're in a dark place. You kind of curl up in a ball and you're in a dark place. Maybe you reach out here and there, right? Yeah. But to go public and to go public and and tell all your demons and share all your demons and be able to articulate them very clearly and passionately. He was in a really healthy state of mind, at, to my knowledge, um, and I saw him five days before he passed. Right. Well, even so, some of the music, Samantha, like um, it's still dark uh, and and very Chester and Lincoln Park. But you know, they they released Lost not that long ago, which would have been from you know, let's just say the Vault. But it had a different kind of feel to it it was more of an upbeat feel versus and maybe that's just because growing up on the hybrid theory stuff and Mm -hmm. you know and you're like you're listening to in the end or fate you're going oh man that's so sad it makes sense maybe not at the time when he was alive and it came out i don't know i just got that vibe when i heard lost i was like it's it's sad but it sounds more upbeat than the rest of the stuff that we know well, you know, that would have to be a Linkin Park question, but I loved it because, you know, it was originally written back in 2003 in our days. And I, I love all the music that Chester was involved with. I mean, I was a huge part in, in all of that. And I'm very supportive to all the bands and all the creatives, anything that can be shared. You know, music is the universal language of, mm-hmm. Uh, of language, period, right? Universal language of, of for everyone out there. doesn't matter what language you speak. Everyone can get along if they like a song or they can understand. But, you know, if you were to listen to my son's music, um, it's very dark as well. Uh, music's an outlet. It's an expression. It's art. It's, it's a creative outlet. And I think that maybe I would, I don't like to assume, but possibly... You know, the rest of the guys in LP didn't have um, the kind of demons or suffered in the same ways that, you know, Chester had as growing up or or different trials and tribulations throughout his life. Mm -hmm. So maybe the guys wanted to make it a little more upbeat and and bravo because, you know, I don't think everything Chester did was dark and depressing. I mean, I used to rock and dance on stage and all around the world to all those dark songs and I loved them to me that was an outlet you know and and we would songwrite together a lot so I I don't know I think um how much music out there have we listened to over the years that is dark and that we can identify with and we can relate to and then we go god that was just so good that we got to purge those feelings or dance it off on the dance floor or cry it out or or whatever I just think that 
he was deep and yeah. he was highly intelligent and he could reach the masses with these deep emotions that he shared and so many people relate to. That's why they became so famous and they reached so many people around the world. It's beautiful. And, well, I'm, and I'm assuming that there's a lot more of that music uh, that the guys in Lincoln Park are sitting on figuring out what to do with, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I think we're all sitting on music. I have music that nobody's ever heard. I have music before that was never given to any of the bands um, that he was with that we just kept in our files or he has. Um, I hope. And I know that LP, ever since they became a band, they've um, videoed everything. I'm very much looking forward to a documentary that Linkin Park does regarding music and hopefully that they do and, and release at some point in time throughout their career. I mean, they've been videoing everything. I mean, we had, <laughs> they had their buddy Mark um, just videotaping on tours around the clock. I mean, it was awesome. So I'm hoping that that comes out and I'm hoping our family releases our documentary on Chester and, and it helps provide answers and more music and, and just cross markets. And it's just beautiful. I would really, I really, really hope that people can realize that this was one human that made a lot of incredible music that touched so many people's lives. And, and unfortunately, he's no longer with us, but we can still enjoy his, his vocals and his um, beautiful angelic voice. And we are so blessed to have all of this music, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I... I retweeted a video of him. I don't know where this was or what year it was, but Chester jumped down on stage. It was a huge, it must have been a stadium tour or something. Uh, I don't know if it goes back to the summer sanitarium tour or not, but he jumps off stage with this uh, poor girl in a wheelchair that had some type of disability that was singing every lyric to In the End, and Chester just ignored the 50 probably plus thousand people, and he sat there and held this poor girl's hand looked her right in the eye, and they sang the song back and forth to each other. Oh, that is so sweet. And it just kind of, you know, I never got the opportunity to meet Chester from this side, this end in this business, so I lived vicariously through Samantha, and just because I was such a big fan, and just to see the 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 quote-unquote tough rock star jump mm-hmm. off stage and do that, uh, it was it's it's a very touching video. Anyway, look, I'm going to let you. Very sweet. He yeah. was very very sweet and cared very much about each and every one of his fans. I mean, I think the whole band does. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well. But Chester really did. He loved every fan out there. I mean, if he could have personally sang to each and every one of them, I think he would have. Right. <laughs> he was sweet like that. Well, when uh, when when you want to have Draven on, let me know. We can talk about his music. I know you got your 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 function tonight, and it's always good to chat with you. You always give me time when I need it, so thank you for that. Thank you, and I would love to. Um, I would love to do something with you. He's in the middle of writing an album at the moment, and um, I think the second song is going to be released with Howard Stern, which is a little exciting. Yeah, you were saying that to me. You were saying that you got in with Howard. That's awesome. Well, I'll take the leftovers. All right? <laughs> <laughs> we, won't, we won't give you leftovers, but we can work on an exclusive after. Um, I'm still firming up dates with him, and so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I'm very excited for Draven's um, musical career and his future, and 
it was really exciting. Today, our energy has changed. I could share something really cool with you if you have a minute. Yeah. I don't want to take sure. too much time yours as well. Um, but Draven got home from the music studios this morning at 3 a.m. And, of course, being mommy bear, especially on such a sensitive day for us, I was like on pins and needles. Can my son just come home? I just want to know that the car is parked and everyone's safe and we're under the same roof. And I just was having some kind of anxiety. And I was wide awake when he walked in. And, and he walked in. I was like, how was it? He was so happy, so excited. He got to work last night with um, Randy Urbanowski, who's an incredible songwriter. I believe he's worked with Pharrell and BC Boys and Bradley Gents, who's an incredible DJ. Um, and Blake Zindale, who's a great songwriter and guitarist. And these are all great friends of ours. And so he just had a really an, an amazing experience and finished the song. And I think that's what his dad would have wanted from him on Especially Today, uh. is to come home with a finished song. And, and he's totally stoked. So yeah. the irony. Mom, yeah. yeah. I was just, this is a really nice God shot moment that I could share with all of you. I like that's that. So God nice. shot. All right, Samantha, that's sweet. Stay in touch. Let me know when uh, you want to do this again, okay? Always, my friend. It was nice speaking with both of you. Have an amazing day, and just say a prayer and light a nice candle, everyone, for Chester, because he is loved. All right, take care, Samantha. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. That's Samantha Bennington. She's so sweet. Talking about uh, her late husband, Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. Let me finish this up, because we are running a few minutes late. Um, You know, if you're in that spot, you need to reach out to somebody. You don't know who to reach out to. You don't know what resource to use. First and foremost, if it's dire, 911. Uh, if you're looking for a place that's got tons of resources and plenty of information, I'm listening.org. I am, I, then the letter M, listening.org. Our company, Odyssey, has put together an, a great website for resources for those in need. And I've posted it on our Facebook page as well. There you go. Hope you enjoyed that. And uh, think about Chester today, right? All right, give us a minute.